I'm Amy, and you're listening to the Creativity Matters Podcast. Today on the Creativity Matters Podcast, hooked on a feeling. What it means, and what it is, and how to get there, how it all fits together. Here we go. You're listening to the CMP, a Creativity Matters Podcast. Stories of creative journey and a reminder that creativity matters, in whatever form it takes for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Creativity Matters Podcast. I'm Amy, and this is episode 378, Hooked on a Feeling. I was going to talk about Christmas trees. (laughs) It's true. It's the end of January, and I was finally going to talk about Christmas trees, which piggybacks on other things, and there are these trees, which I can actually talk about as topiaries. So we're going to make it so that it doesn't matter if it's December. But to get there, I have to think through this other stuff, this stuff about feeling, not about feelings, but about feeling. And I was thinking about these trees. And I think it's important to first say that I am after a feeling these days, this year. More and more, I have become aware of this, of the tension between what I want and what I tend to do, or who I am on the inside versus what people see. And maybe you think, oh, it's the same conversation. We've had this. We've done this. We've talked about this. We've thought this, and we've felt this, and we've analyzed this. And it's true. I think we all go through variations of this and different versions of it over and over and over again. I think it is really central to our quest for identity and for living in general. But somehow I am newly aware and reflecting upon and pondering this sense that I have slowly awakened to the reality that to spend more time in the mindset that I want, I have to seek it, cultivate it, make choices that contribute to it. That's a little different than just my general sense that I have to be proactive about what I want to happen. This is different because there's this real sense of this bubble, this feeling that I'm after. And sometimes sitting and stewing or bored with the day, or frustrated with the options, I know that I have it within me to make tiny changes, to get up and do something that would shift that lens. And sometimes I'm just too tired, just don't have the energy, just don't really want to move. But I'm after a feeling these days. In a way that I've never understood before, I'm after a certain feeling. And knowing what that feeling is, is key. That's what feels so empowered right now, is not this vague sense of just moving aimlessly in any one direction, but this clearer sense of what it is and what it might take. Suddenly I seem to understand it, at least a little bit. These introspective moments, they are things we should celebrate when we have them. And when they come upon us and we suddenly have this kind of insight, it's worth pursuing, not chasing it down so that it no longer has any magic or mystery, but figuring out how you work with it and how you flow with it, how you 
move alongside of it or move in and out of it. When you are in the midst of the feeling, you know it and you notice it. What that is, though, it might surprise you. It's not going to be the same thing for any of us. And you might be in the middle of a moment and suddenly realize that, yes, this is it. This is it. Hey, whoa, this is it. I want more of this. I want more of this feeling. This is what I'm after. This is maybe all there really is. And maybe this is the goal. And knowing and appreciating this. This, yes, this is it. Have you ever thought that? Have you ever had that flash and thought, oh, that's what I'm trying to get to? Maybe you recognize it in that moment. Hopefully. Hopefully the more attuned you become, the more able you are to see it, to reach for it, and ultimately to help nudge and nurture and nourish and create it. Or maybe you recognize it later, thinking back on something that happened, the warmth of it, or maybe it isn't warmth. The feeling you're after will have its own tones, its own notes, its own layers and nuances. I have started to understand what I'm after. Almost by accident, I started doing a couple of things and realized more and more that those things contribute to that feeling. And I keep seeing over and over again how this frame of understanding, this subtle overlay has changed how I move through my days. On the best of days. How I look at things on the best of days. What things I decide to do or not to do on the best of days. Hooked on a feeling. I even found in considering word options for my word of the year that I kept going back to one word because in so many ways, it embodies the aura of this feeling. The shimmer and the halo and the softness and the warmth. Everything all wrapped up together of this feeling. I spent a lot of time debating about that word, though, as is often the case. Particularly when I'm choosing a word that seems maybe a little bit out of character for me, a little bit unusual, maybe too brazen or maybe too light, maybe silly, somehow a word that I think I might feel almost embarrassed to share with others or to admit or to claim. I often struggle when I am really leaning towards a word like that. Now, in truth, the one major time that happened, it was one of my best word years personally ever, although there have been some good ones, some stellar ones. But I do struggle. Some of you struggle, some of you don't. Some of you immediately have a word and you go with it. And some of you really, really spend a lot of time analyzing it and pro-conning it and making lists. I am a little more haphazard, maybe, but I do spend time trying words out in those weeks leading up to the new year and sometimes after the new year in my head dealing with words, seeing how they sit, seeing how much range they have, how much variability, how many nuances, what kind of tangents can I take them in? How can I interpret them? I do all of that just 
it all happens, but I'm not sitting down making any really concrete, definitive lists or analyses. But I think about it, and I kept coming back to this same word as the right word, even though there is this tug of war in me thinking that the word is a little bit too frivolous, maybe, for the weight of this year, for the heavy heart, for the ongoing game of pickup sticks, for the emptiness that some days feels like it just continues to grow. Maybe the word feels a little frivolous. I saw the same word in the word of the year group, talked about by other people in an entirely different way. And that also made me think, Ooh, I don't know about that either. That doesn't seem at all like what I'm after. And I think it's always important to realize that we each inhabit our words and embody our words and adopt and wear these words, wrap them around us like a shroud or a mantle in some cases in different ways. And sort of the elasticity of a word is that it can do that. It can be something different for each of us. It can fit you differently in one year, even then in another, if you use the same word again. So I think we all have to find our own syncopation, our own pace, our own playing ground for a word. I went with it. I worried about giving myself a silver lining word. Somehow that's what this is for me. But the word leads back to this feeling that I'm after. Every time I would jot down the other words that I was considering because I thought, oh, this is the kind of word I need, or maybe this is what I need. And I would look at those words, I would try them out, and I would realize again and again that all of those words were part of this other word. A word that is almost the antithesis of the daily reality. But in being that, it is a framework word that forces me to look with new eyes, to keep that feeling I'm after in mind, and to actively seek examples, to create examples. And so every day I am looking. And on the first few days, it was almost with this jolt of surprise each day when all of a sudden I would see something and think, oh, that's that's it. That's exactly it. And of course, I felt the rightness of my word because I was being not bombarded, but being presented with and offered these moments each day that gave me that feeling and that word. And of course, those moments might have been there anyway. But when you put yourself in a mindset and with a vantage for seeing and for receiving, and for looking and finding and interpreting that way, then you're going to increase your chances of seeing those things and feeling those things. Just like when we talk about gratitude, the more you are aware of it, the more you record it, the more you say it and do it and think it, the more that mindset becomes a part of you. So this year, I'm really keeping that in mind because it is a different kind of word. It feels a little less actionable, although it has actionable avenues. But I have this sense that if I'm not really looking for it, the word could definitely fade away. So I don't want that to happen, of course. So I'm looking, I'm trying to remember to jot down what I see. 
Of course, this is not some fairy tale. Some days pass and I can't see through the fog. (laughs) Or I see and I see beautiful things, but what I see doesn't fit the parameters of this word. It isn't quite that simple. I like this level of quest. I like that it gives me this little parallel current, this current of thinking every day and awareness. Oh, I look around and I think, oh, is there something here to see? Already the word is doing its job and that's good. Last year's word was not a bad choice. I thought about that word an awful lot before I chose it. I thought about it throughout the year, but it didn't have the power, the quiver, the force that some words have. And I had had a few really, really good words in the years before that. Words that had made an indelible impression on how I moved throughout each day and each conversation. Last year's word was definitely different. And I was really trying to make sure I didn't end up in quite the same position with my word. So we'll see. In the small CMP group, we sometimes do different days of the week. Probably the most popular one is on Sundays. But we've also added a new day recently, a day where we share a photo. No words. Quietly Saturday. I couldn't think of something more profound. So it is quietly Saturday and I like it for so many reasons. I haven't gotten to really explain most of that in the group. Some of you who listen are in the group. I haven't gotten to explain it fully because, of course, no words. I could do it some other time, but you hear a lot of words from me. I know. At Instagram, I can happily waste time scrolling photos and viewing still moments and quick captures. Many of them, yes, are carefully crafted. They're set up. They're manufactured. Of course, they're still beautiful. And others are more candid and more honest, more spontaneous. Still beautiful. And both can be quotidian. People talk about Instagrammable moments. And we know what that means. And when you snap that moment... There can be such beauty to it and such quiet. Frozen moment in time that a photograph offers is something really special. Go back to all of those books that we have talked about. The mornings where every morning these two people shared a photo or at the end of the day they shared a photo. All kinds of examples of those projects. And especially when you limit yourself to choosing one, then something also happens. There's a bit of a shift. When I take my photos, I might take five or six. Maybe I should shift, get it this way, get it that way. So I take a few usually. That's kind of my nature. And then I look at them all and sometimes I can't even tell the difference or I can't tell which one I like best because in truth, I might like the 30 of something more than I like any single one. Quietly Saturday asks for one. One photo can be anything, anything from your day. But no explanation and no comments from people. Those are the two parameters. I love Quietly Saturday because it lowers all barriers to entry. You don't have to write something special or 
poetic or profound or pleading or self-deprecating. You don't have to be an expert in that moment and you don't have to be a beginner. You don't have to be complimenting someone else at the same time as you post whatever you're posting. It's just one photo. The photo speaks for itself in this moment. No words. I'm sure you've noticed Instagram is a microblogging platform. That is what it has become. Some posts are incredibly long. What you read changes what you see. Of course, you first have to stop and be willing to read. But quietly Saturday asks just for the photo. No words. Why no comments? Well, no comments because it helps level the playing field. It's a game anyone can play. You don't have to pay anything and you don't have to have a reason for what you want to share. Just a snapshot from your day. It doesn't matter if you're special friends with anyone in the group because no one's going to comment on some and not the others. And I encourage equanimity in how people use likes and hearts. When you're in a single thread where everyone's going to post something, I really think it should be a scenario where you like one, you like them all. You love one, you love them all. I really like Quietly Saturday. I really do. I like it because everyone is welcome. Everyone is welcome. It is so hard to fit in. It is so hard to fit in anywhere. And if you're someone who easily fits in, I hope you appreciate that for what a lucky thing it is. Because for a lot of people, it is not that easy. So something simple like Quietly Saturday makes it easy. Everyone is welcome. All photos have a chance to unfurl, to be seen. And I'm always amazed at how beautiful these moments are when you see them one after the other. These little bits from everyone's day. A life is a pretty beautiful thing. Stripped from the words, the words that give context, but the words that also can manipulate the meaning and manipulate the reception. Words that imbue the viewing with something else. And stripped from comments, no favorites. Everyone has a chance to be a part of this simple, wonderful parade of images. And I really like that. I think you have to find those places and spaces. I love Instagram. It is one of my favorite places to be, and I love to look at all the beautiful things. But sometimes you need someplace smaller to feel a little more seen and a little more connected. And sometimes you don't need all the words, which is a funny thing for me to say since I am all about the words. Always. I'm all about the words. So it's very funny for me to suddenly have started quietly Saturday. And sometimes I look at photos and, oh, I want to ask a question or I want to comment or I want to say something. And I laugh a little bit to myself and I think, yep, that's what this is all about. So I like it a lot. And no, quietly is not my word. If that's what you're thinking, no, it's not. I did think a lot about quietly though, but I lead a pretty quiet existence. So no, it's not. I would say it's maybe related, but not really. Quietly is a little bit embedded in this. And Quietly Saturday is rooted, yes, a little bit in the feeling, in the quest for the feeling, in the sense that I have to remind myself each day to appreciate what is in front of me, what I am doing, where I am, to remind myself that I have to look with new eyes, 
be open to what I see, realign my vantage, my expectations, my assumptions, because only when I am aware and open and soft and looking will I find it. And Instagrammable moments taught me that I can create it. I can stop and move things around or set things up or make a pile or put down a placemat or juxtapose this and that, create these layers, create this filtered view. And in so doing, I can create that moment of feeling. I don't want to say too much more. And no, I don't think this is all about surface. It's not all about artifice. Instead, it's about realigning how you see your own reality. And I can do that. And I see it when I take some of these photos and think, oh, all the pieces are right here. I just have to figure out now how to expand that feeling more and more and more. And again, the feeling's different. What you're after is different. And what that means you need to do, what your goals are, what tasks you take on, what projects you choose, and how you live day to day can be informed to some degree by your understanding of what you're after. And of course, that changes your age, circumstance, all of it. So I won't say too much. I have not revealed my word, and this is not a guessing game. I think it would actually ruin it if you email me and say, oh, I think your word is this. So please don't do that. Even if you figure it out, just let me play with it for the whole year. Just sit back and watch it happen. I think if the word is exposed, it loses something for me. I have exposed it before, but not, not always. Some mornings I just want to sit with that feeling, though. I try and understand the why of so many things and the limited nature of time and what all of this is really about, why things are the way they are, why things are so different for some people than others. And I do spend a lot of time just trying to understand. I worry a lot about the future. I worry about the missing past. I worry a lot about the missing past. I'm someone fairly invested in the past, even though I remember so little of the past. And all the while, the moments of now are ticking away, tick, tick, ticking away, piling up behind me. So I'm trying to train myself, to retrain myself, maybe, to look, to see, to be present in the moment, talk about this. I know I've talked about it. We've done all kinds of quadrant diary exercises like Linda Berry's and lots of things where we train ourselves to look, to see, to jot things down. And no matter how old we get, we're still probably in some ways that younger person grasping at all those things. And we just keep repeating it and we keep trying again and again and again and little bits of it maybe stick. Little things fall into place and make sense. We come up with new ways to make changes, to organize other things so we can focus on different things. Some of our stories are stories that we will tell over and over and over again. Training myself to be present in the moment, in the daily. There may never be this other time coming. There may never be for some of us this 
oh, in 10, 15 years, you'll have all of this or all of this time or all of this flexibility. It doesn't always work that way. What happens right now is what we have. I don't know how to make sense of that on most days, of the fact that I might not ever get to that other place. I don't know. I might, but I might not. But I know when I stop and snap my photo or stop and set up the photo to invite others to share theirs, that in that moment, I'm in the right place. And I'm hoping that the practice inspires others too. And only a few of you are at Facebook in the group, and that's okay. But a lot of you are at Instagram, and I invite you to join in there as well. Quietly Saturday. It's easy and it's quiet. Do you know what you're after? That's part of the underside of this. Is this really stopping and thinking about what you're after? What the feeling is that is your driving force? You might think of it as your motivation. What you are reaching for or trying to find or hoping to create. What is the feeling that makes you feel satisfied and happy and content, fulfilled? It is not the same for everyone. I encourage you to snap a series of photos, maybe. Maybe a daily photo for five or seven days in a row and then pull them all up on the screen or in a grid. What jumps out at you? What characteristics do they share? When you stopped and took a photo every day, subconsciously or not, you made a choice about what you were snapping and what you were taking, what you wanted to present or what you wanted to capture, what you wanted to preserve, what you wanted to freeze as your moment for that day. What are the commonalities? It's not necessarily the concrete things. It's not necessarily, oh, they all have blue. The subtle things. The feeling, the light, the tones, the weight. How does it make you feel when you look at the photo? Are you energized and excited or do you feel calm? Do you feel revved up? Do you feel quiet? Do you feel happy? What is it? What do these things say and summarize? And is that close to a feeling you want? And maybe in looking at the photos you take, you'll recognize anew what it is you're after. And the more you know, the more you can do. I'm not going to get to the tree today. I'm going to do that next. It's probably going to end up a super short story. This is what happens with the stories I put off. But it's a little bit related to this. And I hope you stop, no matter what day it is, and take a photo. And you don't have to explain it. Just appreciate it. And if you have someone else to share it with who will also appreciate it, even better. I am the art. The art is me. And that is it for today. That's it for episode 378. As always, I'm Amy, and you can reach me at creativitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. The show notes are available on the creativitymatterspodcast.com website. The music I play is courtesy of Nikolai Heidlis. You can find me at Instagram as oamyoamy, and I would love for you to join me there. And if you follow, please say something. Let me know that you listen to the show. I would love to 
broaden my reach there and connect with other artists and like-minded people there as well as at Facebook. So I hope to see you there. Thank you to the few of you who support the show at Patreon, patreon.com slash creativity matters. Secret word. Mm, the word's hit or miss. I didn't do it last time. I know. I don't forget. I just, sometimes I have to hopscotch around with how I feel. And so I, I love for these to be incredibly random. And I looked over and I have a stack of washi tape. Oops. And that was a quarter stack of washi tape. And one of them has a zigzag. So I started to say Chevron, but let's go with zigzag, something completely different. And it should bring out the pattern loving side of some of you. So zigzag. And thank you to the few of you who shared secret words from the past, teapag from a recent show. I always appreciate it. Until next time, remember that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. And don't forget to breathe. Have a good week, everyone. 